Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. I'm your host, Brad Betke, and this is episode 22 of the Box Score Sports Podcast. A little song we can ride into, me and bro with a vibe or two. Doing shit that I'm not into, to the beat that I'm not into. A little bit of guidance, getting rough, but we never really fight in. And these words in my mind could have write in. Had to learn that this ain't over. Okay. I like it. A little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting Guys, thank you again so much for tuning in to another episode. Really quick before we jump into anything, I just want to apologize for the sound of my voice, the audio quality, if you will. I am on a vacation away from home, so I don't have all my equipment, and I had to make use of what I had. So luckily I have something that I can still record and still get an episode out this week, but my voice is going to sound a little different because I'm not using as high of a quality as Mike. So please forgive me for that. Hopefully you guys still enjoy the episode. To start things off this week, I'm going to be jumping into a topic I've been touching on a lot for the last couple of weeks, and that is the NBA and the playoff situation. There's a lot to talk about since the beginning of the series is if you will I think one of the biggest concerns for me as you know a fan of basketball in general is Kevin Durant and his struggles into the first two games so far you look at his shooting performances and they've just been subpar you know the first game there was a a big miss a big lack of success and uh uh, a lack of, um, what's the right word for it? A presence. You know, we know Kevin Durant is one of the most, if not the best and most unique offensive players in the history of the NBA. And these first two games are showing us com- something completely different. You know, you look at game one, he went 9 for 24. Yes, he put up 23 points, but he missed so many shots and on a full 41 minutes. You look at Kyrie, 12 for 20, only missed 8, 39 points. And it, they, I know they don't have much else help on the team, but still, you know, with Curry didn't play a whole lot of the game, and they don't have Ben Simmons yet, you know, they haven't really gotten much, gotten their end out of the 76ers trade yet. Uh, and then you look at their game, their second game, and Kevin Durant, I think he started the game 0 for 10. I mean, that's unacceptable from somebody of his caliber. He goes 4 for 17. You know, Kyrie Irving, 4 for 13, only 10 points. They Neither neither of them showed up. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the status of all this here is, but I know that me included had a lot of high hopes for the Nets this year. Obviously, we've only ever seen success out of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, so it's it's very peculiar and weird to be seeing what we're seeing out of the two of them. I guess out of the second game for both of them, out of both games for Kevin Durant, because it's just not something we're used to seeing. Everyone makes mistakes, but it is a bit peculiar, and it makes you wonder, are they going to be able to make it in these playoff series because of their lack of success? Now you look at the another one of the series, uh, Philadelphia and Toronto. Philly's off to a 3-0 start. You know, they've been very successful. You look at the team as a whole, they've been very consistent. 
and they've been playing some of their better basketball within these last uh, week or so here, and it's pretty clear that they're just going to close out the series here and uh, get it over with, you know, so they should be interesting to watch. It shows if they can stay consistent as to how they've been playing the uh, last couple of games here, um, I think we're seeing a lot of what we're going to see throughout the series. Moving on to another series here, the Bulls and the Bucks. Um, game one was interesting. You know, Milado uh, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, nice. Milwaukee uh, took game one. It wasn't a, a very much of a blowout, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It was a fairly close game, and as was game two. Game two, you know, DeRozan puts up 41 points, Zach Levine 20, Vucevic 24, and they barely sneak by by four points. You know, so I think now the series is being tied at 1-1. Uh, there is, we are due for some good basketball out of those two teams there. As they both kind of, I wouldn't say play similarly, but they have similar traits in their style, if that makes any sense, in a matter of relying on the more the higher percentage shots rather than a team like the Warriors relying on primarily three-point shooting or the Nuggets relying on their paint presence, and so on and so forth. So I think the Bulls and the Bucks series is going to be interesting to watch. Something that is a little interesting and somewhat concerning, uh, the Suns and the Pelicans. Pelicans took Game 2, which is, if you've been listening, you've heard me say how much, how high, how, how much of a high praise and high pedestal I've put Philadelphia, uh, Phoenix on, I'm sorry. I've put Phoenix on in their success throughout the season, and Brandon Ingram comes out and puts on a show, and C.J. McCollum not far behind him, you know. And you look at the Suns, you know, with Devin Booker, he got hurt towards the end of the game, and Chris Paul, you know, didn't have his best game. And you wonder if there's, if the kryptonite of the Suns has been exposed, and if so, how are they going to use it, considering they are arguably missing their best player referring to the sun uh the pelicans i'm sorry another series here miami heat and the atlanta hawks it's been a pretty good series so far miami's up 2-0 um, neither game has really been an absolute blowout the most recent one jimmy butler putting on a complete show 45 5 and 5 He's just a pure athlete, succeeds in his element. And I was watching First Take the other day, and there was actually a very interesting take by Stephen A. That Jimmy Butler is not somebody who primarily is the guy that you want the ball in their hand in all situations. And it goes for him, too. Jimmy Butler is not a guy that he wants the ball in his hands in all situations. But when it comes to the fourth quarter, you put the ball in his hands because his motor is running. He's going to give you some of the best basketball you've seen. And I think that shows. He didn't do as well in the first game, but that second game, 45-5-5, and I mean, he went off. He had a fantastic game, fantastic outing, showed that he belongs in the playoffs once again. And I think we're starting to see a bit of a flashback of what we saw in uh, the bubble uh, just a matter of years ago. And lastly, the 
not last, one of the other series, Golden State and Denver. I don't see Denver really putting up much of a fight here in this series, considering how damn good of a shooting team the Warriors are. You know, you had Curry coming off the bench, playing only 23 minutes, scoring 34 points. Jordan Poole, 29. Klay Thompson, 21. You know, and then the rest of the, the team putting up the, the numbers as a role players should, you know. I mean, when when the Warriors are hot, they are hot and they're unstoppable, arguably the most... if No, I'm not going to say arguably. I genuinely believe that when the Warriors are hot, they are the most unstoppable team in basketball. When you got Clay and Jordan Poole and Curry all making their shots, nobody in the league can beat them. I, I mean that. When it comes down to it. Then you got the Jazz and the Mavericks. I think this is a really good matchup, you know, considering the what 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 each team has to work with. The Jazz relying on players like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, who didn't have too great of a game the other evening. And then the Mavericks, obviously missing. Luca right now, but Jalen Brunson showed up 41 points in 42 minutes, averaging hardly under a point a minute, which is impressive. Honestly, it is. Especially for somebody who we wouldn't consider a superstar in this league to be putting up a, a superstar stat line. 15 to 25, 6 for 10 from 3, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 41 points. That's, I mean, that's a great game out of somebody like him, and you wonder is he going to be able to do what it what it takes and do what needs to be done in order to keep the Grizzlies in it, you know, in this series. Or no, I'm sorry, not the Grizzlies, the Mavericks. My brain is all over the place today, if you can't tell. I'm clearly on vacation as well. There are some interesting games that are going to be happening coming up here. you got a lot of Game 2 and Game 3 and Game 4s for some of these series, mostly 3s and 4s. Uh, currently tonight, today's Thursday, you got the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, the Mavericks and Jazz, and the Warriors and Nuggets. All great games. Excited to watch them all for sure. And then Friday, you got the Heat and Hawks for Game 3, Bills, Bulls and Bucks for Game 3, Suns Pelicans Game 3. Definitely some, some quality basketball to be played here. And like I've said in the past, you get to a certain point where every team in the playoffs just they know they belong there. They show you that they belong there. And despite the scores for some of the games, I would say that it's definitely been majority close games and just entertaining basketball, high quality, high speed, just great stuff to watch. So I would say your teams that look like they really have a chance to go all the way, Philadelphia, They've been playing really well. It depends on how Boston goes about what they have and how they use what they have, considering they don't really have a, a genuine paint presence. But everything else they have, they're a very good defensive team. So obviously seeing what they've been able to do to Kevin Durant through the series so far. you know, And that's no small feat. And Miami still shows that they're a, a top contender, but there are definitely... Uh, some shoe-ins there. Personally, the Warriors, I think, make a really good case. You give me a healthy Warriors team, like I said, when they're all hot, they are the best team in the NBA. 
I don't see a team that could go shot for shot with them considering the weapons that they have. You think about it. But other than that, we got a lot to look forward to for these playoffs here. Moving on to the NFL, and really the only story regarding the NFL that I'm concerned about, and that is the status of a potential trade for Debo Samuel from the San Francisco 49ers. I was reading a Sports Illustrated article that touched on the potential six landing spots for him. Starting with the New York Jets, I feel like that one is quite obvious just considering their incredible lack of receiver help and even at running back as well considering he played both positions for a good amount of downs last season, had over 1,700 scrimmage yards, scrimmage yards, which was second in the league for wide receivers. It was a great year. Another team would be the New England Patriots. I don't personally agree with this one as much, considering they just went out and got De- Devontae Parker from Miami. So I don't see them really going after Debo Samuel unless they are right on the verge of a championship team and they really just need that offensive presence, which I don't think they're quite there yet, so I don't see the real reality in that one. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens. This one's a little more realistic considering they have a lot of the needs in order to make the playoffs looking at their running backs. They did have a lot of running back injuries last year, so but we know their backfield to have some success. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, they do what they need to do. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, great quarterback, one of the best in the league right now. But they are somewhat lacking in the receiver department, their best being Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman. So they could use the help. It would just make them that much better. And obviously, they already have a really strong defensive presence. So they're only a couple of steps away from being a championship team, if you ask me. Looking at number four, you have the Indianapolis Colts. This one's a little more understandable than the Patriots, but I still think in the same mind, it's not quite super realistic. I guess they could use the receiver help, considering their bets are Michael Pittman and Zach Pascal, who just got traded to Philadelphia, I believe. So now their second best receiver is T.Y. Hilton, who's on the tail end of his career. and So I could I can see it, actually. Now that I really think about it, they could use it. They do have a really, really, really successful running back in Jonathan Taylor, so Debo could potentially serve as somewhat of a relief for him to get him off the field, as well as Naheem Hines, who can also help out there, but also give them some much-needed help at wide receiver for... The Colts, who did sign Matt Ryan, just to give him another target to succeed with. Number five, the Kansas City Chiefs. This one kind of makes sense, considering Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill had somewhat similar play styles, considering how versatile they could be, whether it be a screen or a, a bubble or a, and then a route or a running out of the backfield or whatever it may be. They did go and sign Juju Smith-Schuster, but my personal opinion, Juju at best is a good number two receiver. I don't see him as a number one receiver, considering his productivity has never been enough for me to say that. So I think that he could fit in there in Kansas City and work with the resources there, just considering that he'd be on a team that's used to someone with his play style. And then lastly, at number six, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another pretty obvious team that could use it. They don't really have much help in the receiver department considering they just lost arguably their best to the Lions, DJ Chark. 
And LaVisca Chenault, you know, he's all right, but I wouldn't say he's quite there yet. He's still got some learning curves in terms of how to play in the league and play style and being healthy and everything. There's a lot a lot of things that LaVisca Chenault would have to come to terms with. So I don't know if that one would work too well, and I don't see Debo Samuel being too happy with that move either, just considering how far that team is from success. In my personal opinion, if I had to pick two of those three, two of those six teams to set him in stone as the potential landing spots, it would be first the Ravens and then the Colts as the second team, just considering the teams are in the best scenarios to win. The Colts missed the playoffs by one game this last year, and the Ravens have been in the playoffs, in and out of the playoffs the last handful of years, and they do have a very young roster showing that they'll be able to contend in the playoffs for years to come. So I would see either place working, considering Debo Samuel is also a really young player, and both teams are in a win-now mode in a way, especially the Colts, considering they went and got a really old quarterback that shows that they're ambitious about it. They know that they have what it takes. They were only missing a couple pieces, and potentially Debo Samuel could be one of those missing pieces. One of the last things I want to touch on for the NFL is the draft upcoming. Round one will happen before the next episode of Box Score drops. On Thursday the 28th, it will be the draft. So, luckily, you'll wake up Friday morning to a brand new, fresh, round one draft box score podcast. That will be the majority of what we're going to be talking about next week, just considering how much buildup there has been to the draft and how substantial that first round is when it comes to players picked and how much it's been talked about for so long and We'll briefly touch on the NBA playoffs as well and whether or not injuries with like Luka Doncic and Devin Booker and Chris Middleton could be crucial. And we will also be seeing the effect of those injuries over the next week until the next episode. So there's a lot of good content coming up here in the next couple of weeks as we're nearing the end of the NBA season and the draft for NFL is going to take up a lot of it. And then after that, it's going to be mostly baseball and hockey, considering the hockey playoffs are coming up here at the end of next week for the beginning of the playoffs. So there's definitely a consistency of stuff going on here, you guys. And I always do appreciate you tuning in week in, week, af- week in and week out for episodes. And I'm glad that I'm still able to put these things out for you guys. And you know what to do. Um, Go on the socials, hit us up, let us know if there's anything that you would like to be hearing on the podcast or anyone you'd be like to hearing on the podcast, including yourself. Make sure you can just reach out to me personally, listen to the episode, stream it, share it, whatever you got to do. I will see you guys next week for some good NFL draft content, NBA playoff content, and even probably some hockey stuff. Peace out. Uh, a little song we can ride into Me and bro with a vibe or two uh, Doing shit that I'm not into To the beat that I'm not into A little bit of guidance Getting rough but we never really fight in And these words in my mind gonna ride in Had to learn that this ain't over Okay 
I like it. A little song we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. I fly like the Emirates. Try to be smooth when I'm talking my shit, but my flow is so ignorant. Niggas not getting it like my Ensignes. I can stack it and slow and then double it. Speed of this shit, I can triple it. Whatever I do to my masterpiece, better me niggas is feeling it. I walked into school on my first day on campus. New from the jump, I can't have this. Went to the stool and start cooking some magic. I said I cannot be average. I wasted so much of my time in class and then I start playing that Madden. Imagine I started my grind three years ago. Who would it know what could happen? Surrounding myself with people who was negative and they played a distraction. I cut them off out of my life so quick, been slowly rising by the fraction. I'm growing my followers, gaining some traction. Ambience walking Manhattan. Masterpiece floating, I'm looking what happened. Tweaking straight off of the canvas like a little something we can ride into. Me and bro with a vibe or two. Uh, doing shit that I'm not into. To the beat that I'm not into.